spell because there is no day in the life of a small business owner that everything is going to be so perfect and aligned. Everything is done. It's never done. It's not possible. No, as a long entrepreneur, it's, it's not no. possible. So you have to build it into all your uh, your plans. Like, oh, after this, once I achieve this, I'm going to just take a break. And that's what I do. And it works. Welcome to the Social Media Love Podcast, where you will discover how to get more clients on social media with proven social selling strategies. And now, your host, social media marketing coach, influencer, speaker, and founder of Social Media Love, Angelique Benet. Social media, love it or hate it? In a world where the average daily screen time is almost seven hours a day, including social media, how can women entrepreneurs get a piece of this marketplace and finally fall in love with their fear of becoming visible, i.e. sharing their voice, ideas, stories, irresistible lucrative offers, beliefs, leadership and expertise with a community of like-minded individuals in a way that feels good, genuine and healthy. This show is exactly about this via storytelling, interviews and social media marketing tutorials. Every week we add a piece to the puzzle. Welcome to Social Media Love Show and welcome to the conversation. <laughs> Hello, we are live. There <laughs> we are live. Are we? <laughs> Finally. <laughs> oh, oh my god. god. Yeah, we are uh, we're a great example of not giving up, but we tried everything uh, on Instagram and Instagram doesn't want us to go live. So we said, okay, we're just going to go on YouTube, LinkedIn and Facebook, which is not too bad, right? <laughs> we still are everywhere. So thank you, Bere, for being a, a part of the show, the real story behind our business. It's really a place where... Um, I invite amazing guests that always put me on fire personally, and I know that some of you are going to be watching the replay, and you're going to be on fire too. So I, anytime if there are things that Eberi or I say, and you feel it speaks to you, please leave us a comment. Tell us what resonates with you and how we can help you. So the show, Welcome Eberi, is really to share your story and how your story shaped your business and your offers and this is what actually makes us different uh, in the marketplace is how we position our you know business based on our journey so i can't wait for you Eberi, to share your journey with us thank you for being there tell us who you are where you are tonight and who do you serve in that world thank you so much for having me angelic uh we made it <laughs> it's been a struggle with the instagram and all of that you know but thank god we are here my name is ebere akadiri and i uh, i live in the netherlands but right now right now i'm in the uk uh, i'm in uh, uh, england and um that's my location about what i do it's i do a lot of things so but first in terms of my business i sorry yeah yeah my business is um a tarot group and when i say a tarot group it's um we have a tarot foods and spices which i launched about uh, seven years ago when i arrived in netherlands from Nigeria and then um, 
later we had uh, we created a tarot consulting where I used to kind of share my knowledge of business development and strategy with 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 clients and um, for my what I do uh, in terms of giving back is uh, an initiative I also founded uh, four years ago it's called rise and lead women and the purpose is to inspire women to rise and lead <laughs> the purpose is to help women uh, to unleash their potential and get those top leadership positions in workplaces and also for women to build sustainable businesses in the marketplace so that's what rise and lead does and of course I met you through Eleanor Beaton, who was a speaker at the Rise and Lead Summit that we had in September. And you were also an engaged participant. I really appreciate you for that. Uh, so that's what I do. So I serve women. I serve women who want to rise to leadership. And I also serve humanity not just women i i serve uh vulnerable youths and, and women as well through a foundation called beauty in every life so that's pretty much about my work yeah you have so much so i always like to start with the the, the little girl you were back when you were between five and ten what do you remember uh, being interested in when you were like playing or whatever you were doing at that age that really kind of shaped who you became? Because you were like a, a multipreneur, like going from the food industry to consulting to helping women. Tell me more about the little girl and what was there, like boiling, ready. <laughs> oh, that's so easy to tell because recently a friend of mine you know, there's this uh, this little girl story that was being shared on social media, and they had asked me to also share mine. I actually wrote it, but I didn't post it. <laughs> so maybe oh, you can. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I really, I will, I will find the courage to share it someday. Uh, so being as a little girl, what I remember, which maybe I was asking myself, am I really ready to share this? is the fact that, you know, as a, as a child, my, my mom passed away when I was eight years old. And, um, and so I grew up, you know, practically being raised by my eldest sister. And, but the good thing is, and I keep thinking about it every day, that sometimes people lose their parents and they don't make it, you know, they don't become successful. But in my own case, uh, I live... In, I, you know, we live in a community where everybody wanted to help. But I was thinking about it yesterday. Like, why was everybody helping us, you know, after my mom passed? Then I remembered that it's because my mom was very generous to the community, to women. My mom was a nurse. And sometimes uh, some women could not afford to pay for their delivery. I mean, I live in Niger I'm from Nigeria. We don't have insurance at that time. And some women could not afford to pay. Some women could not afford to treat themselves when they were sick. My mother would bring, have to 
prepare a small room in our house for delivery for free. And then, uh, and some of these things when I was, when I, you know, growing up, I was thinking about this particular one where I go to the market, to the butcher, and he said, as long as he lives, we will not pay for meat. It's going to be free. And I said, why? He said, because my mom helped his family when they had no money. And so that shapes the way I do business. It's, everything I do is rooted on this, on generosity without wanting to get anything back because you know these people were so generous to us growing up that we didn't lack anything even though my father was not very uh um, i realized that my mom makes more money than my father and so things were supposed to be a bit hard for us but people families people stepped in nannies people send their daughters to take care of us for free so that's actually shaped who I am today. So all the businesses I do, I always look for opportunity to show some level of generosity to people, to help people who cannot afford it, and also to help people who can afford it, but maybe in another way, finding out what people need and serving them with what they need. That's what makes me happy. So that has shaped the businesses I run today. All the businesses I run are rooted in community and events. I, I, I can't remember running a business that I do not, through that business, create events, you know, corporate events, parties, because that's who I am. You know, that fun little child growing up, I dance, I used to dance a lot. So everything I do, it's all about serving people and having fun doing it and also making money, you know, along the way. Wow. And it's so, what a beautiful tribute to your mom because um, like I attended your Rise and Needle Summit and it's it's that, it's the people you meet, like you who infuse that in everybody you meet. Like the, the vibes of the summit, like we we were feeling that, you know, sharing, it was sharing platforms, no matter who was who, right? That's so uh, amazing. Thank you for sharing this uh, story because it's, uh, I know it's it's going where, you know, you probably uh, went through a different season of your life with all of this. So thank you for sharing this. So tell me, um, when you had so many businesses based on where you were located in the world and right now you're dedicating your time to women leaders um uh, could you tell me more about you know what was the burning desire behind you know because you went from a mega like i don't want to tell too much of your story but tell us but tell us maybe where you're coming from before going to the woman uh project you have right now what was your background in business well thank you for asking me that question um so before I moved to the Netherlands in 2013, I was living in my country, Nigeria, and, uh, and I had a restaurant business. So my restaurant business was very, very successful. And the reason it was successful was because I first had 
a retail business. I was selling clothes, you know, when my daughter was two and a half years old. And the first time I opened the business, it failed. Like within six months, it closed down because I didn't know anything about business development. So that prompted me to go back and start studying, start reading, start attending seminars to learn how to structure a business. That was just structuring a business was very important. And so I took what I learned and then restarted this failed business, a clothing retail shop, and it became very successful within six months. I I realized that I made back all the money I lost in the first business. So with that idea, I, um, you know, I used to travel a lot to London and the US to buy clothes to resell in, in Nigeria. And then one day I saw, um, I saw all these fast casual restaurants and I studied food science and technology. And I also did some uh, internship in a food company and I kept saying one day I'm going to own this type of restaurant. So when I, when I kept seeing them in London, I was inspired to start up a restaurant uh, in Nigeria. And um, I did. <laughs> I didn't know restaurant business wasn't and it wasn't it wasn't a business for little people, small kids. It, restaurant business is very tedious. And um, I was ready to just do it anyhow. But then I had a mentor. He just walked into my life and said, Eberi, you have to do this properly. I said, you know what? This is already a lot of trouble. But he helped me every day. Every week I had to go and meet with him. And he kept telling me what to do in my business. And, and you know, when we launched the restaurants, from the first day became successful because it was all planned out. And thanks to my mentor, really, that's why I know that there's power in mentorship, especially from people who understand what you're trying to build. So I launched the restaurant business. It was really, I mean, using successful, I like to use that instead of mentioning the amount of revenue. I'm a Nigerian. We don't do that. But it was really successful. We had 56 employees. We had a lot of corporate clients, over 12 of them. We were catering and um, managing all their events, you know. And also we had um, we had a big offshore catering. It was just growing so big within three years. And then uh, when it was five years, my husband was transferred to the Netherlands uh, for his work. Um, this means um, I had to leave my business to follow my husband. And this is cultural as well. So I, I, it, was, it was a very painful moment for me um, because I, I had a vision to build 10 businesses, 10 restaurants within like five years. And I was already, I've already built the second one within five years. I was building the third one. And, you know, I also built uh, a commercial bakery. You know, we were growing very quickly. And um, then I had to move, really. The first time my husband told me we were moving, I said, no, we're not going to do that. But 
family pressures, everything, everybody, um, and everybody begged me to just go, you know, this is a family business. Your business should not separate you from your family. And that's how I found myself in the Netherlands. And when I came, you know, when you're in Nigeria, <laughs> the way you have your, 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 the picture you have about going abroad and all of that is always a bit like, you know, everything is all better out there. I mean, even though I used to travel a lot, I traveled just for my business and I go back, I, I never lived outside. Um, so I was looking for, to see, you know, women <laughs> building this type of massive business that I was building because I had a lot of such women in Nigeria, but I was surprised that it wasn't the same. It wasn't the case. It wasn't the case. I mean, I saw a lot of people building businesses, but it was one person's business. And I've never done that before. I never, I, I never did that before. Um, because I wasn't like hands on. I'm always like the strategist behind all my businesses. So, um, I kind of, uh, how do I put it, you know? I mean, I, I'm not saying women were not doing well. They were doing well, making money. But I was kind of, my expectation was this, like big companies. <laughs> and then I, um, I, I I spent time to learn the culture and everything. And and I started um, a food packaging, a spice packaging, small company with one employee. And... I needed help, you know, like you need this community that can guide you on what to do, the payroll, what to, uh, how to get help. And then I joined a lot of networking meetings and everybody was just working for themselves. You know, nobody had this like payroll and, uh, and maybe some women in the Dutch community, maybe they had them, but I'm talking about the international network communities. So I decided that might just be, you know, I think we need to find this, build this type of network that I'm thinking about where we have women who are inspired to, to, to lead in the business world. And that was the idea of Horizon Lead Women. Uh, but eventually, because I had a co-founder and the co-founder said to me, Barry, we have to close the gender leadership gap in workplaces as well. That was how you see that Rise and Lead Women initially started with um, as a as a female empowerment brand, but then it started evolving to driving gender diversity and inclusion in workplaces, and that's where we are today. And that's the 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 annual summit, which happens every September that you were a part of, is is our highlight for Rise and Lead. But we try to do a lot of leadership development, master classes, workshops, you know, from uh, throughout the whole year before the summit. So oh, I hope that story wasn't too long. <laughs> the story of your life, right? So the thing I want to ask you, uh, so you go from building the dream going to say goodbye to the dream, going through family pressure or the culture pressure, and then you arrive in a completely different culture that doesn't do business the way you wish you want to do business. And so you start to dream again and then make it happen. 
and then now the movement is growing. So what does it take, Eberi, when you get up in the morning, how do you set up your brain or your heart or to keep going and no matter what, you make your own space wherever you are, even if you're completely out of where you were? Uh, thanks for asking. I think it's just who I am, really, uh, because one of my strengths is um, it's uh, problem solving and also never giving up. So when you're a problem solver, you don't give up. You always try to fix things. So I think I'm just built that way to always try and solve problems. So anytime I'm faced with obstacles, which by the way, I've faced a lot of obstacles, a lot. Uh, but anytime I'm faced with obstacles, my brain starts working on how do I solve it? I don't believe in complaining about issues or problems. I only think about solutions. How do I bring solution to this problem? And I believe that that's what it means to be, to be an entrepreneur, somebody who solves problems, somebody who creates something new. And all the time, and I use this gift a lot when I'm consulting for small business owners who are building businesses. I always tell them like, you know, we need to start thinking in terms of problem solution. What is the problem? What is the solution? What is the problem? What is the solution? And that's the question you kind of ask every day in your business to be able to uh, find the right answers, to provide the right solutions for your clients or for your customers, whatever business you're doing. So that's, First, I would say that's uh, one of my strengths, solving problems, especially complex problems. And secondly, I would say is because of all my experiences where I've, I've been faced with obstacles and I have to be resilient to find ways to, to overcome those pr uh, uh, obstacles, you know? They are not, sometimes they're not funny. I mean, I don't wish to be having obstacles every day, but then when it comes, I solve it, yeah. Wow, okay. So in the context of Rise and Lead, um, when did you, you know, so I can just imagine you arriving in the Netherlands trying to figure out how business works and how you can make those connections to the one you're looking for. And then, and then you start that movement, that summit. And then, so one was, what was the big um, revelation for you where you realized that this is it, this is what we needed. You know, it's exactly, not only you were seeking it, but other women were seeking the yeah. same experience. When did it click for you? And you said, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, I think I was, it was an event organized by, uh, a university called Erasmus University, Rotterdam. Okay. And, uh, you know, they have this women uh, network. And then I I went for that event and they had invited uh, a woman uh, who later became my mentor uh, from India. And she came and she spoke with all boldness and convictions and you know the way she was speaking it was obvious that she was stepping out of the line this is not the culture here we don't talk this way so she a lot of people kind of 
there was a pushback, right? And, and for me, I've been looking for this person. <laughs> I've been looking for this type of person. This is not a culture here, but this is my culture. I want to be bold enough to kind of speak my truth. I want to be bold enough to, to be able to gather other women who are hiding, but they're looking for somebody to give them that voice. And then I met with her afterwards. I said to her, this is my dilemma. I don't know what to do in this country. I'm just lost. And she's actually the one that encouraged me to start up something like this network and make sure from the start, people understand it's not for the faint hearted. It's for people who want to rise and lead. It's for people, women who are ambitious. It's for women who want to raise their aspirations. So the way we speak might be uncomfortable for women who want to be very, you know, just maintaining a little space and, and control it. So we, from the beginning, uh, try to let people know that it's for those who are ambitious, who are raising their aspirations and who want to be inspired and learn how to to uh, good, uh, you know, how to ask for those top leadership positions, how to build those big businesses. So, you know, it's changed. And I realized that a lot of women wanted the same thing. We're just waiting for somebody to give a voice to their dreams. And that for me is what Rise and Lead has done for a lot of women, including myself. I mean, it, the platform, even though I built it, that platform also helped me to, to continue to hone my skills and to grow to the leader that I, I am becoming or I have become today. Yeah. Wow. Magnifique, I would say in French. I love your story. I love your story. Uh, Avery, um, you, we, you mentioned money earlier, like your culture, about money culture, your country, like from where you were before, from now uh, in the Netherlands. And now across your journey as an entrepreneur, you've been building and building businesses after businesses and movement now. So how your relationship to money has changed through this? Because you were really explicit at the beginning saying that your value is really generosity first like still making money along the way how do you tell me more about that um you know angelique i believe that business there's a difference between a business and the charity and i have both of them so my business ataro group is a business and then rise and lead is a uh, a foundation so there are two different things right so I make money, I, I, I uh, give back, either through my knowledge or financially or sponsoring events, right? Uh, so in my business at Taro, I have, it's supposed to make money, really. Businesses should make money. If they're not making money, then you're not in business. Uh, so I don't have issues. You know, I've always said, you know, so in, I think it's in uh, um, early next year, uh, in February, you know, I, I'm running a mastermind. And one of the reasons I wanted to do that was because 
the people I mentor, sometimes they tell me they have they have all these baggages with money issues. They tell me they have money mindset. And I'm, I tell them there is nothing like that, really. That if, for me, if I calculate my cost of doing business, my costs, and then I have a profit uh, 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 goal. So if I add and subtract, I should know exactly how much to offer for my services or my product. So where does this money mindset come in? Where does it come in? Um, I think what people need to learn a little bit more is about how to sell. You know, you just have to know how to sell. So if you understand your uh, your pricing in terms of your product, and for Ataro, I have Ataro Spices that sells online. I know the costs. <laughs> my my manufacturer gives me all the costs. I'm not going to shortchange myself. I make sure we make profit, right? For my services, which is my consulting, helping small business owners to build, uh, to have a good structure foundation for their business, I already know the value that I'm bringing to them. And that value is always that within three months, you will learn how to structure your business and you'll make money, right? Recently, I was speaking to one of my mentees. I'm like, it's three months. How far, uh, you know, have you really, have you made some money after, since we met? He said like, oh my God, 600% increase. 600, not 60, 600%. So if I give this, um, if, I, if I make this promise, it's very bold promise, I didn't promise 600%, sorry. I just said to at least, at least you should increase your revenue by 100% to 200%. And then somebody tells me 600%. It means that my value is increased. I know my value, right? So I have no issues at any time regarding money. If it's business, it's business. If it's a charity, it's charity. Charity, okay. when it's charity, I invest into charities. When it's my business, I invest into my business and I expect to make profit. That's the difference, yeah. Whoa, I love it. That was that was powerful. I love how you are so clear about it. Thank you for sharing this. I'm sure it's gonna help a lot of people. Oh my god, yes. So, you know, and, and you know what? I don't like, to, I don't want to discount people's experiences or because really and truly some people have these issues of self-doubt and they have issues of what they call imposter complex, right? Uh, I, I don't discount that. But because maybe because I've been in business for, 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 for a number of years, what I try to tell people is, you know, learn your pricing because your pricing speaks a lot about your product or your services. Try and master your pricing. When you understand why you have to price a particular product or service uh, in a certain way, you will be so confident to sell it. You're not going to feel like an imposter if you know that you're selling original product. But if you're selling fake product, you're going to feel like an imposter because really, it's, it's a human thing. Uh, and 
that's my own point of view. So I always said, okay, fix your, uh, keep your self-doubt doubt aside. Let's calculate your pricing first and please go sell it. Go and use this price. And you see people sometimes, what such people need is just a little bit of guidance on how to do price. Some, they are pricing. Um, but I'm not discounting people's lived experiences. I'm not saying people don't have uh, money mindset issues, but I'm saying I don't have it. And yeah, yeah, I love it. I don't have it, yeah. I, because I'm someone who worked on my money issue, so I, I don't take it as an offense or anything. I love yeah, yeah. it. Actually, it gives a good vibes. Like, okay, business is business, friend. That's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I, I love it. I don't know. I don't. I don't I, yeah. It's, it's really it. a lot of baggage when it comes to money, really. A yeah. lot. A, a lot of emotional baggage when, it, when we talk about money. So, um it's it's important that people need to be supported to fix their mindset i i believe in fixing my mindset but i don't particularly uh fix it around money so our mindset uh could be on anything you know i don't know so Love i don't it. know oh. yeah thank you thank you for this um uh, with your experience um what so talking about mindset what are yours do you have any fears around business or future dreams or either things that stops you or what's your take on that because we hear a lot about the fear of you know growing you know i was very young when i when i when i had a, business, a restaurant business I don't, I don't remember seeing anybody uh, who was at the level of my business was my, that was my age. They were almost the age of my mom, right? They were all older than me. And they were, men, they were all men. There were just maybe one or two women. The rest were men that we were actually competing in this space. And my business grew very fast, very fast. I mean, I was too young and I had to hire 56 people right um let me tell you something the reason people anybody at all will be afraid of growth is when you don't structure your business for growth we are entrepreneurs we are business owners we need to we just need to structure our businesses for growth simple the structure the foundation is like building a house if you build a uh, if your foundation is not strong enough, you're not going to build a very, you know, high building, high rise. But if you take some time and build your foundation properly, your house, you're just going to be able to lay bricks, you know, and the house, you know, in Nigeria, we build our own houses. So we, I understand how it works to build a house. Um, so it's the same as building a business. So many people who I have, um, who I have worked with, mentored or consulted for, I realized they had no, there's no plan. You know, when you don't have plan for growth, and when I'm talking about plan, you know, we talk about these seven pillars of business development, and then I see that people only are using two. They're thinking of only marketing, and they're only thinking about 
uh, they're th they thinking marketing and they're thinking of social media, which is good and they're part of the business, but behind the social media, behind the, and by the way, you're doing a good job with that, behind the social media, behind the marketing, right? What about the vision? How, how far is your vision? What about the strategy? What strategies are you going to use to turn your vision into reality? You know, what about your human resources needs? How are you going to do that? What about, what is, what about your financing? Are you going to take some money from the bank or investors as your business grow? How about your partners, your board of directors? You know, all of these things, small business owners like us, we really need to start structuring our businesses for growth. When, when we structure our businesses for growth, there's no way of being afraid of growth. That is, I, I don't know how, I just don't know. Maybe there's something like that, but Angelique, I don't know. But for me, I'm not yeah, afraid. I love it. Yeah. I'm not afraid and, of that. And actually, uh, before we forget, because you have an amazing guide for uh, our listeners here, the foundertableclub.com is it's a resource that you give to people to kind of have the ABC of your foundation, right? When you want to start building a business. Yes, it's, it's, a, it's a resource for people to even try out a business idea first and make money from it before they invest. You know, it's just for a startup who is thinking, I want to start a business, but I'm not sure. I'm afraid it might fail. The reason it will fail is because there is no proper uh, research. There's no, uh, you know, trying to find out all the details about what your customers want. So what I did was I tried to create this guide for both online entrepreneurs and offline entrepreneurs on how they can actually make sure that their business is going to make money or uh, profit even before they launch. How can you set it up and ensure that people are willing to buy whatever you're selling before you launch so that we don't uh, set up a business based on only what you are passionate about I love to do businesses that I'm passionate about, but I also want to make sure that other people who are my customers are also going to be passionate about the same business enough to pay me. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So thank you for that resource. We'll put the links wherever we promote our interview uh on the podcast or um, even on youtube later on so i it's just at the bottom of the screen here don't miss that opportunity because not only you get the resource but you'll be in touch with Eberic, uh and you learn more about the rise and lead summit and movement that you have which i'm part of and really the connection i've made there are amazing so that's thank you for this Eberic. um thank you angelique so, thank you Tell me more, Iberi. we have to talk about social media a little more because you are on the social media love land here. Uh, social media love, oh, I love that name, really. <laughs> I love it. So what's your relationship with uh, social media and how did it uh, shift it over the years? Oh my God, you know, <laughs> social media, sometime, one time a friend of mine asked me, Iberi, I'm wondering, 
do you work? You're always on social media. What do you do? <laughs> oh, I said, because I'm a strategist. There's a strategy for everything that I do. And social media is one of them. I think I made a commitment to show up on social media every day. That was about five years ago. And every day I do show up. When I started, I started with Facebook. And then it was more like personal relationships and, you know, a few businesses. But then I discovered LinkedIn. And I'm like, okay, this is where I should be with my business. And so I made a point of duty to show up there every day. I am still trying to learn Instagram. Not, I'm not trying to learn about Instagram. Um, I had issues with always taking photos and posting and all of that. But now I've learned how to use Instagram to add value beyond taking photos. So I'm just going to be uh, uh, right now. We're good. I'm going to be on Instagram uh, often. But for my LinkedIn, I show up every day. And, and so I love it because... I'm not showing up there to sell anything, you know, once only once in a while. And the only time is during the summit that I kind of promote what we're doing that is valuable for people. But I show up with values. I show up with my thoughts, what I'm thinking, what I'm experiencing. And I use it as a tool to build community around my thought leadership. So that's what I do with uh, 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 with social media. And one thing I like that you do, uh, your program about visibility, is the fact that social media is a tool that we should all, as small business owners, women entrepreneurs, marginalized groups, we need to commit to showing up there every day. Every day. Or as often as possible. But that's how we... <laughs> I love it. That, I mean, that's how we create our own space. That's how we build our own tables. That's how we also, you know, connect with people and 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 share what we know. If we understand our purpose, like for me, if social media, I have like objectives for it. For me, number one is, you know, community objectives to add value. Number two, personal objectives to get more visible and also to hone my skills on getting more visible and sharing my thoughts and my writings, you know. And it makes me to write regularly because I have to be there. And Plus you're writing a book. And of course, now I'm writing a book. And, and, and maybe it's through all these writings that I do every morning on social media, I'm now able to write a book for women leaders. And also for, and also another, another reason I use social media is for cultural objectives. You know, it's, I'm trying to make sure that nobody is left out. Everybody is included. I speak about inclusion in workplaces. I do not like segregation. I speak out against racism. And so social media is that tool that I use to, you know, add my voice there. People might think, oh, but nobody is listening. People are listening and people are thinking and people are, you know, people are beginning to think back, like, am I being inclusive? Who is on my table? Who is not on my table? And that's what I use social media for. 
And so I like it. And I think you helping women to get visible through social media is a very good thing that you're doing. You're adding value to people. You are making me cry because you are saying the words I feel so deep inside. Because you hear so many people criticizing social media, which if you want to look at the bad side of social media, it's there. No problem. It's easy to find. But if you focus on the amazing things you can share, build, communicate, exchange, it's there too, right? So it's that's what I appreciate with you, how you, you go for it. You share your ideas and you don't care about what we think. And, and, and this is how people are attracted by you because you go for the bold you said earlier you were looking for you know a place where people could be bold and say what they have inside and this is what you do and, and yeah and, and for me i use it to add value to people i can't tell you the number of times that people write me messages to tell me what i shared today how it touched them i can't tell you how many times people reach out to me and say please can you mentor me? Some people, last week, somebody reached out to me. I want to work for you for free. And I'm like, why would you do that? Why for free? <laughs> you know, please, I need to learn a lot from you. So showing up. If you notice, I always say show up with your gifts. That's the, my first rule in social media. Don't show up trying to be somebody else, copying what others are doing. Show up. Be authentic. Show up with your gifts. We have a lot already within us. We have a lot to share with the world. And sometimes just one person, it just requires you sharing something that will help one person one day who is at the verge of committing suicide or something, or who is saying, you know what, I'm closing this business. And then the person reads your posts. And the person will have to rethink person will think twice so many times i've received such messages like people like oh i have hope oh i was giving up on this so that's for me that's the big part of my social media activities uh is to provide value to people and i hope i i hope i'm doing enough of that but i know with the few with the people who reach out to me who are telling me I am adding value. It makes me happy and I want to do more. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And yeah, thank you for, for saying it in your own words like that. It just melts my heart. Okay, Eberi, I think we could talk all night, but you have to go to bed. It's late uh, where you are. Uh, you know, I, I'm a mother of five children, you know, and... Um, <laughs> So, I'm not used to going to bed early. That's what that that is what it means. Well, thank you for asking. In North America, we have you. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't go to bed so early. Um, but I'm trying to. Um, I'm 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 kind of focusing a lot on self care, and I'm doing. I'm doing pretty well now, taking good care of myself. And uh, sometimes I don't even uh, go to work. I just want to have relax and watch movies. So yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So maybe I'll ask you my extra question now. I want to add a question to the real show, uh, the real story behind her business, because I find, and you 
you open the door you say i'm doing wellness i want so now i'm gonna add a question and you can answer it if you want you're the first one i asked the question is on the days that you feel good that everything is aligned what do you do in that day that you know that it's gonna position you to feel good to feel energetic like what do you Eat or what what food makes you feel good or what routine makes you feel what is the thing that you put in place that you know gonna help you have even a better day now let me first of all give you the context to the question you just asked me <laughs> because sometimes we don't achieve anything without proper planning sometimes we don't uh, i'm going to maybe even send this to you and your audience um I'm conducting this workshop uh, um, at the end of November, I believe, I think 29th and 30th. And it's all about planning, strategic planning. Sometimes we small business owners, when we talk about strategic planning, we think it's only for corporate organizations or we think it's just the strategy session we have with our coaches. It's different. Everything that I do for the entire year for like 2022, I used the whole, the entire October to do the strategic planning. That's why you haven't seen me on LinkedIn. You know, I've been away for a month because this is after the summit, I do my plans. Now, uh, self-care is a major part of that planning. Self-care, which means when I'm thinking about my planning, I'm talking about starting from my vision for next year, uh, breaking it down to, uh, 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 you know, bits, you know, action steps and the strategies and how I hold myself accountable and the commitment I make to the plans. So when you talk about self-care, I'm committed to my self-care because I've had this experience where I broke down. I was so sick because I wasn't taking care of myself. And so for me, in that plan, I have already planned in how, I have to, you know, relax, especially when I achieve a major task, like the question you asked me, that, okay, these are the things I have to do within this period, and if I achieve them, I don't put myself under any pressure, but I just say to myself, if I achieve them, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go out with a friend, we're going to go to the beach in The Hague, have a drink, relax, and because I know I've achieved something, so... I have these blocks of, you know, every three months I plan out things. And every month I plan out every week. So whenever I achieve something, and then I know it's time to, you know, go out and have some fun. I don't, there's no day I can say, oh, everything is so perfect today. No, things are never perfect. It's not possible. But things are it's easy to achieve what you have on your plan. And then I give myself a break before I start with the next plan. So whenever I achieve, I, I kind of um, give myself a break, relax, rewind, and, you know, have fun, go out, and then start all over again. I hope that answers your question. Yes, I love this. I love it. Thank you for sharing this. Yeah, everybody take notes. Like, don't, yeah, make a celebrate kind of the steps, right? Go and do something yes. that makes you feel good and then start again and you win. 
it's the spell because there is no day in the life of a small business owner that everything is going to be so perfect and aligned everything is done it's never done it's not possible no as a long it's, it's not possible so you have to build it into all your uh, your plans like oh after this once i achieve this i'm gonna just take a break then that's what i do and it works it's it works love that thank you i love this conversation is there is there anything i didn't ask that i should have asked you and you want to talk about it no i think you've asked a whole lot <laughs> i think i'm just looking at myself it's like it looks like i'm sleepy right now because it's no, late right here in europe oh my god i don't even know what time it is it's like i know it's, it's almost yeah. 11 almost 11 p.m in in the hay yeah. now yeah so okay. uh, i think so we've talked you. a lot and i just want to say thank you for having me i've enjoyed our conversation and thank you for being a part of rise and lead women and i remember the other time you said oh we're going to be seen for the entire 2022 yes we are and you're coming into the private platform for rise and lead women you get the emails soon they told me my team told me oh that we are inviting people to a private platform and angelique is one of them i said god that's cool you know so <laughs> so we're going to be seeing more of you um yes and supporting each other that's what we do yeah 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 and that's why i like to i'm so happy to to be able to have access to you like that and then in deepening our relationships and our dreams i love it thank you so much and for all the inspiration and as i always say if you've been following on my podcasts or videos each time i interview a woman like you i cannot sleep the next night because i'm too fired up i'm too <laughs> like oh, this is juicy this really is why we do what we do yes oh <laughs> that's you. so good that's so good yeah the same thing when i do uh, i conduct interviews you know yeah. i do that a lot as well <laughs> it's it's inspiring to share with fellow women it is it is so yeah. thank you thank you so much oh, bye bye, bye. <laughs> ciao ciao everybody thank you for being here and if you watch the replay put replay or let us know what got your heart beat stronger okay bye bye you've been listening to the social media love podcast from angelique benet if you want to grow your product or service business with social media visit socialmedialoveab.com